You're listening to The Classic Podcast. We are back at it on The Classic Podcast with the third episode of Admitted, where we have seniors read their personal essays. Happy May, everyone, Um, because by the time that this episode goes up, National Decision Day has passed, I believe, which means you know, maybe it's time to change our title from admitted to committed. Um, But anyways, today we are finding out how prima donna rants, or rather what started as prima donna rants, got Ife into her dream school. So hey, Ife. Hi, so my name is Ife, or Ife Luwadetakun, depending on what you want to pronounce. So I applied like early action to Harvard, and I got accepted to Harvard. And my intended major as of right now is government or poli-sci. Ooh, Harvard. So, of course, we want to hear the essay, and I know you answered prompt five. So, please discuss an accomplishment, event, or realization that sparked a period of personal growth and a new understanding of yourself or others. Okay, so how are you? Even though it at times forces complacency for the asker, this casual conversation opener really allows me to shine. So how am I really? The sort of blandness that comes with one or answers like great or fine would not entertain the asker. So naturally, I avoid them and allow people to see a speck of my life. I come back after an energetic day at the elementary school. As usual, my family sits down for dinner. How are you? My dad begins with this line to which I respond, I'm tired. The prima donna me rants about anything and everything because I like the sound of my 10-year-old voice. As if being 10 years old wasn't hard enough, the emotional exhaustion from playground escapades was simply too overbearing. The answer they expected was either great or fine, but in reality, I was neither. I see the confusion on everyone's faces. This this confused gaze arise because they could not understand how an elementary student could be tired or because I had genuinely answered the question. Each night, the audience would egg me on to continue the act, listening eagerly as I dramatically recounted my struggles. They were surprised at how much a 10-year-old could possibly experience that permeated the boundaries of okay. I wanted to continuously be tired until it was no longer an act, but rather a state of being. I wake up to a dreary morning, a common occurrence in this era. How are you? Assistant Principal York Axis, during an open forum, meant to voice the school's thoughts on the tragedy of George Floyd. What an interesting question. As if I had the ability to seamlessly string together a sequence of words to a question I knew was complicated. With doubt in my voice, I asked, can I speak next? I tapped my index finger slowly to imaginary clock to serve as a cadence. Tap, tap, tap. God knows I speak way too fast at times, so this helps slow me down to ensure my audience hears every single word. I begin. Listen to understand rather than to retaliate. The fact that you so strongly feel the need to educate me on how my despair lacks enough nuance for you is not your privilege showing. It's worse. Breathe. Please remember the heart of this problem is systematic oppression. People are crying because they are afraid to go outside and be shot, killed, and filmed as martyrs before a change happens. I'm tired. We all are. With every word I speak, hundreds of new ones come to mind, causing me to ramble unapologetically for five more minutes. I didn't fully understand how the prima donna, I'm tired, vastly differed from the junior year, I'm tired. You see, if we truly answer the question, how are you? We come to realize that we are a problem. In some ways, I contribute to that problem. However, it is one thing to gain consciousness of an issue and another thing to put realization into action. You see, my education is present in everything. 
I'm privileged to be a part of my school's publication team where I wrote an editorial of the ineffectiveness in counter-arguing the grief of Black students. I currently speak to my school's administration to address these problems in the school community. I sign petitions and I take to the streets to protest to release the emotional exhaustion that is within me. It is essential to listen to other people's truths. I'm learning to balance multiple truths without invalidating others because there is simply no correct or incorrect answer. That dichotomy simply does not exist between the context of trying to solve this problem, my problem. How are you? I'm tired. I'm no longer tired because of emotional exhaustion, but because I can no longer ignore this program, this problem and I choose to take real action. So with this, I ask, how are you? Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm not okay right now. Thank you for asking, Ife. I'm really rethinking my life's purpose and wondering what I've been doing all of this time. And, you know, yeah, but I'm kidding. And But really, like you said, it's such a common phrase that a lot of the time gets a common answer, but you really made it more complex than that. That reflects your kind of your own complexities in that way. So the question is, when you were writing your essay, did this phrase of how are you come first? Or did you start thinking of the specific personality or character trait you wanted to showcase through this piece and then finding that the repetition of how are you worked effectively? So at first, I wanted a specific personality or character trait. I actually wrote like six yeah. to ten different common app essays. And this one was the Oof. last one. So um, <laughs> let's just say it was a long process. <laughs> but I think I wrote down like bold, like audacious, kind of like um, very outspoken. And that was my personality trait that I wanted mm-hmm. to own on. And my dad constantly asks, how are you when we get home? And then also Mr. Sweeney, how he like rants about like, how are you? It's such a oh, like, I do remember that. Yeah, such a, like, <laughs> a, a question that he doesn't like, you know. And I was like, I was thinking about that. I was like, hmm. Do I actually like this question too? Like, that's interesting. And also with my mentor from the You Can Too program, she also um, like had Zoom calls with me to discuss, oh, where do you want to go with this? Do you want to stay with the how are you? Or do you want to take it in a different direction? And I was like, wait, how are you seems pretty like nice. I like the repetition of it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to keep this. Yeah. And you mentioned that it was a long process. When did you kind of start the process? Because I think that's something a lot of people like juniors are wondering, should I start now? I, can I wait until the summer? You know. Yeah. So, was my program my writing process teacher? But she made us write two like essays in freshman mm-hmm. year, and I still like took that over oh, yeah. to senior year. Like some of the things in here are um kind mm-hmm. of used from those essays. I think I started in, like June, like with my mm-hmm. very first. I was talking about my first essay because I've written essays before, like in mm-hmm. previous years. So I think in June I started with my like third or fourth one. And then during, like, the summer, I would, like, write down, like, ideas or write down, like, paragraphs to see which one, like, best, like, goes in. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, just building off of that, what were some challenges you encountered while writing? Like, for example, were there any specific sections or turning points in your essay that were more difficult to flesh out than others? Yeah, so I didn't want to be, like, the typical, like, um typical like black girl gets it to her dream school essay like that type of thing but I knew it was like something from my personality and I feel like the whole essay kind of like works with me so I realized I have to set it up like the how are you the prima donna rants the 10 year old uh playground escapades and all that stuff that had to provide context to what I was leading to and I really like talking about like a transitional story like um reflecting on my Mm -hmm. past and how it um works in the present so the first part actually was the hardest for me the second the last part came pretty naturally I just have to continuously shorten it 
because it was too long. But the first part was like, really, how do I set up this context and make sure that person wants to continue reading? And like, I love that I started with the how are you and the full circle, how are you at the end? I like, yes. I was like, I was so proud of that. I was like, you know what? You did your yes. thing, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, that's how yeah. I like kind of like fleshed out the beginning part. You mentioned you had to cut out a lot. Was there a section that you cut out and you were kind of really sad that you had to delete this part or, um, but like other people said that it should go, you know? Yeah, basically this essay was like three times the size it is now. So I had to cut it a lot, Ooh. a lot. I think um, the the first part where it was like the sort of blandness that comes with one word answers, like greater fine. That part was like a whole mm-hmm. paragraph of me repeating the same exact thing over and over again. And I liked each way I said it, but I was like, this is the same thing. You can't have it all. Mm-hmm. So I had to cut yeah. out that part. And they're like, really hurt. Like, I just did not want to do that. But I had to, oh you God. know. Yeah. So just building off on the editing process, did you, like, who did you ask to read over your essay? And I guess how many people you asked, who you asked, how you took their advice, and how you worked from the advice that they gave you? Okay, so first it was um the person from the You Can Too program, which is Annie. Mm-hmm. Then it was Mr. Sweeney, and mm-hmm. Fasaya looked at it. Fasaya from last year, she looked at it a bit also at mm-hmm. the end of the process. So first I wrote the first preliminary draft, and then Annie edited it, and I fixed it, and then she looked at it again, and then I sent it mm-hmm. to Mr. Sweeney, and then I think Mr. Sweeney like edited it like three times. Thank you, Mr. Sweeney. Go away, <laughs> Mr. Sweeney, because he didn't have to For do that. Real. But yeah. yeah, this like the editing process like went back and forth a lot of times, and I wasn't mm-hmm. satisfied with it until like I actually wanted to turn it in. That's why I wrote so many essays because I didn't know which ones I was like satisfied with and actually wanted to like turn in. So this essay, I had to be sure I was like, oh, do you really want to show this essay to them? Do you really want to send it in? That's why it was like so long for me. And like like you said, don't know which essay you kind of want to send in. How did you know which draft was going to be, like this was the draft for you, the final draft, and that it was ready to submit? Because I think there's a lot of doubt in the whole like college application process. So, you know, was it the day before that you submitted it and you were like, okay, I think it's ready now? <laughs> yeah, I think it was like two days before that I finally finished like the draft. And I started so early. So like, I don't understand why it took that long. That's why I tell you to like start early, like, if you yeah. kind of have, even if you just have writing down one to two sentences a day, I really advise you to do it because you never know. Obviously, summers are like transformative time. So you might not know exactly what you write at the end, but at least like just to prepare your writing skills for like that extensive process because it is very um interesting, you know? So for this one to be the one, actually, I had a draft called the one that I didn't submit. And the title of this draft in my folder is I don't know. So oh my gosh. obviously, I wasn't I didn't know. But like, at the end of it, I was like, this is one is my best draft. I feel like it really like encapsulates what I want to show to the admissions officer. So that's why I chose this essay. Wait, what do you mean by like, by multiple drafts, like there's the one and then there's I don't know, was it? not you working on the same draft and editing it or was it like really different it was two completely different essays oh wow whoa sister that's a lot of work yeah it is like six i don't know what i was doing i like like six but like 650 words like i i I wrote stuff and i edited it to the thing and i ended up not using it at all this is cool no but i think it all worked out in the end you know yes it did and then You said that the conclusion was much easier to write than the introduction. So 
what was the conclusion you kind of wanted to get towards and how did you develop it? Okay, so I wanted to talk about the open forum. And then I also wanted to end with how are you and like that kind of growth aspect of how the beginning, I um, how are you or I'm tired um, is different from the later I'm tired. So um, I kind of had the end before I had the beginning. So that's why it was easier mm-hmm. to write out. And I've written like this section before in other essays. And then I, I, re- yeah. I edited it for this essay specifically, but like I've had that idea mm-hmm. present in other essays. So it's like I already formulated that enough times. But the the um the end, I think it's just being handed pelt the end a little bit. No, yes, partly. Partly. But like the how are you? I made by myself. Yes. I said, let's yes. end this let's let's go home, you know. <laughs> let's go home. No, but I also feel like for college essays in general, there's the stress on standing out, right? And to stand out, you kind of need repetition throughout. And also the full circle thing, I feel like is a great technique for that. So well done, Ife, you. you know, popped off. Yeah. Um, and so after going through this whole process, this June to October, is it, was it October or November? I think it was November. November? How many months is that? Like five months. This five-month process. Do you have any do's and don'ts you want to share? Like for juniors out there or sophomores, if they really want to start early, what would you say that your best, biggest, greatest advice would be? Let me think about that one. It's very scary. Um, do have someone look over your essay and not your friend like that's in the same grade as you that's also going through the process, mm-hmm. but an upperclassman, a teacher, because trust me, you are not the writer you think you are. Like You may think you're a good writer, but you need to be checked on just a bit, just a bit, you know? No disrespect, of course. I'm helping you. I'm giving you. I'm giving them advice. Let's just be real here. Like, please have <laughs> yes. someone edit your essay because it needs to be the best. Um, it needs to be for the admissions office. Um, a don't. Let me see. Of course, you can exaggerate a bit, but if you're mm-hmm. looking at your essay and you don't see yourself in your essay, then don't turn that in because it sounds fake. First of all, it's not you. So why would you turn it in that sense? I feel like. Really reflect on who you are as a person, who you want the admissions officer to see. Because, and I don't, it's not a five minute process. Please like do it consciously. Like take your time to see like, okay, who exactly am I? And if you don't know, that's okay. Like write about how you're, yeah. how you're still trying to figure it out yourself because you're coming to college and you think I, you need to know what major you're doing. You need to know what you're going to be mm-hmm. five years, 10 years. But if you don't know, be honest with yourself and be like, I don't know, but the experiences that I've led to this moment have kind of framed me to be the person I want to be in five years or 10 years or like the experience have brought me to be this person full of personality, full of character and like extracurricular. Oh my gosh, extracurriculars, throw that in there somewhere. <laughs> but it's like, it's constant. I feel like this process, you constantly have to reflect on who you are because... It's like like you're shopping for colleges, but colleges are also shopping for the, for the person they want best to use, utilize their resources, resources, and like kind of put themselves in their college environment. So you have to be very careful of who you want to show, but also don't re- repeat the same personality trait throughout the essay. Show how you're like mm. a very like I don't I really hate the word holistic because that thing don't make sense, and it, every time a college <laughs> admissions officer uses it. Honestly, I don't know what they're talking about. 
because like they say holistic but what do they truly mean yeah. so i don't want to use that word I, I don't know but like a multifaceted person you know mm-hmm. i think you mean like in the beginning you're one way and then you shows your growth that in the end you're kind of a different person and you learn from your experiences and i also agree on a lot of the times people write about like a missionary trip or they tried to cure cancer or something something really exaggerated that they think this is what colleges want to see but really they want you to be genuine and just to show your own personality and that's what kind of got you in will get them in you know yes anything else to add anything you want to share anything to say i just want to wish you guys good luck yeah only apply to the schools you want to go to guys please like and i'm not even talking about only the reaches like there are safety Ooh. schools with great programs, great community, great yeah. um, faculty and staff. So, like, make sure you have a spread out list because there is no guarantee. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen valedictorians rejected with the 1600 for no reason why. No one knows. Like, really, like, if someone tells you they know you're going to get accepted to a school, I'm sorry, but they're lying to you because this yeah. process shows that no one knows what's going on in the admissions process. So, honestly, yes. just make sure you're showing who you are. Make sure you don't come in like with a narcissistic or egotistical. I feel like Townsend Harris students, we tend to think like we're the best of the best sometimes. And low-key, you're not because there's like a carbon copy of you in other schools that does the same extracurriculars as you do. So really use this mm-hmm. personal essay to shine, to really show who you are. And I know it might seem mean, but I truly want the best for you. So that's why I'm like being real with you because I'm not going to comfort you through this process because it was really like, it's really going to be tough. It's really going to be like hard. So I really want to wish you the best, honestly. Yeah, and writing, people say... Like, grades can get you through the door, but writing is what gets you the the acceptance exactly. to the school. Yeah. So thank you so much, Ife, for sharing your lovely, lovely personal essay. And good luck on Harvard Endeavors, you know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. And for our listeners, you know, listen to all of Ife's advice. Follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at THHS Classic. Subscribe to The Classic TV on YouTube and check out our articles on thhsclassic.com. You could read Ife's article that she mentioned in her personal essay. So just a little shout out right there. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, listen to our other episodes that we have out on The Classic Podcast. You're listening to The Classic Podcast.